Welcome to Working Dog Wednesday, only on the Fueled by Joy Working Dog Podcast. As always, we are brought to you by Joy Dog Food. I'm your host, Josh Michaelis. Remember, for more information about Joy Dog Food and to find a Joy dealer near you, visit joydogfood.com. Now, on to the show. Anybody that has ever done what we do uh, with these dogs wants to win a world championship. Uh, They want to be the best in the world. Uh, That's what we want to be. That's what we're striving for. That's what we're dreaming of. when we're bringing these dogs up and and we're putting in them long nights and long hours. And, uh, Joey Craver did that. Uh, he became the best in the world. And I think he does a good job letting us know how that feels. Uh, I don't know how it feels. Uh, a few people do. We've had some on that, that have won a world championship. You know, Lane Denny and Joe Manning and a few others, but uh, this one was special, and uh, I'm I'm glad I got to record it. So stay tuned. Uh, listen to uh, Joey Craver talk about Tank Two and uh, his World Championship and and what it meant to him. I think you'll enjoy it. Fuel your dog with power. Fuel them with strength. Fuel them with Joy Super Meal 3020. Joy Super Meal is made for the hardest working dogs. With a colossal 510 kcals per cup, magnesium for muscle repair, and pumpkin for digestive health. This formula is made specifically for gaining muscle mass and added endurance. Our Super Meal 3020 is also great for breeders and offers mothers extra calcium and magnesium to assist with whelping. For dogs that work just as hard as you do, make sure to fuel them with the best. Fuel them with Joy Super Meal 3020. To learn more about Joy Super Meal 3020 or to find a dealer near you, visit joydogfood.com or give us a call at 800-245-4125. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fueled by Joy Working Dog Podcast. And this week, I am lucky enough to be joined by PKC World champion joey craver joey how's that sound when someone introduces you that way could you say it one more time i didn't hear you (laughs) i'll bet because i promise you if i ever and and people talk about and ukc is a big world hunt to win and pro Mm -hmm. sport or have great events and acha and akc and all that stuff but to me um the pkc world hunt is the creme de la creme and you went in there and won it, and you're a world champion. Nobody can take that away from you, Joey. And so, exactly right. how does that feel? Ah, uh, man, I'll be honest with you. It it really has its setting. Um, I, I don't, I, I didn't, I don't let stuff like that go to my head. And everybody, you think about how you would feel whenever that happens and it really to be honest hasn't set in i think when i get that magazine in the mail it might set in yeah but it just i always that, that's how i always, i want to always knew what that i just wanted to feel how or know how it felt to make it to that final cast and now that i made it to the final cast of course and won it i it just reality really hasn't set in i'm i know we know we're a world champion but it's just you know we're still doing our doing our thing and uh it just a dream come true just i get i i don't really know the feeling it's just, but it's we're world champs and ain't nobody ever gonna take it from us well i know and i don't know how hard it is but i got a pretty good idea because uh i know how hard it is to double up uh make the corner finals make that extra two cast to just get in the finals i i couldn't dream i haven't been there yet um, 
but I've I've been able to witness a lot of final casts, Joey. I'm I'm lucky enough in my career, and uh, I have the ability to be on those casts, you know, filming them or or judging them or whatever. And I've been on a two or three PKC final casts, and I just don't know if those are comparable to everything else. I just think that world championship might be a level that, you know, we're all dreaming of. And I assume you were dreaming of, of that whenever you started in this, or was that something to come along later in life? Yeah. It's it. When you like the nerve, like I really wasn't that nervous going into that final cast. I was more nervous because I've been to the semifinals three times. Yeah. And of course got beat and never didn't make it. And, I was more emotional when I won my semifinal cast to get to the final three because I just wanted to know what it felt like to get that final. If I won it, I was, you know, <laughs> grateful, of course, but yeah. I just wanted to know what it felt like. And, man, it just – it when you said – talking about the hardest – it's the hardest thing to do in Kuna, and I think is – especially when we had it all week there, Monday through Thursday. I think yeah. that is the hardest thing to just double up. Yeah. It is so hard. It's, it's hard on your dog. It's hard on your – of course your handler because you go start in Monday, you get beat or you win, you get beat late, going through, you don't do no good. Then you start high, you know, everybody wants to win and oh, it yeah. is just, it's tough. And everybody says, well, UKC, the UKC world hunt is very prestigious. As far as I think I, it's more recognition maybe, but I think I, the PKC world hunt is the hardest hunt to win and not saying how I won it. I couldn't go all my whole life and not win it. Yeah. And I would still say that it is hard because I don't care how you look at it. I don't care what anybody said when he, and everybody that knows it comes to PKC world hunt hunts PKC world hunt. There's just better handlers there. Yeah. The dogs might not be no better, but there's better handlers in PKC and what there is at UKC. And that's probably upset some people. That's just how it is. And everybody knows it because yeah. PKC got PKC got one of UKC world hunt this year. No, it's just it's just how it is. No, it's I mean tough. it. Is, they're both tough. Don't get me wrong; they're both tough. But oh, I yeah, agree, I agree tough, that prestigious. It's just, it's just when tough. you when you look at the top sixteen of the PKC world hunt and the top say sixteen of the UKC world hunt. A lot of times they mirror each other. You know, you'll see the same kind of dogs. Uh, the same kind of handlers in that top 16. But to get to that top 16, mm-hmm. you've got to gut through your way of real coon dogs and real mm-hmm. handlers to get there. I mean, yeah. there, there's no easy breaks. My, my first round in Tennessee, Jeff Ricklitz, Billy Bell, Mason Bush. Mm-hmm. Uh, next round, <clears throat> uh, Stephen Smith was on the cast. I mean... That's tough. Them yeah. guys are good. They're better than me, and they're they're just they're tough to beat. And these guys, that's why that's why they win. They know what they're doing. They're not stupid. Yep. They're intelligent guys, and they're good at what they do. I mean, that was my first two casts right there, and that was man, just that was a gauntlet right there. What, to get was, through what was your first cast? It was Mason and who? Mason hunting uh, tank, which yeah. is off of a pup that we raised off of our female Jenny at yeah. the time, and. Oh, Sunday best tank, yeah, of course. And then we had uh, Jeff with uh, Hobo and um, what was it, um, Billy Bell and um, the the female that he's hunting. Uh, the one that won Super Stakes or Spice? No, the uh, the older female. Uh, what's her name? Spice. Yeah. So you got <laughs> you yeah. got Spice Girl, Hobo, and Tank in your early round. <laughs> yes, tough. I mean, goodness. Yeah. Me. And I was big. I was treated all the time, and uh, couldn't hear him. And uh, Tank, the the other Tank, Tank. Yeah. We had Tank One and Tank Two. <laughs> tank which one? one which Mason's are you? Tank. Are you Tank One or are you Tank Two? Uh, I'm Tank Two. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Mason's took a bad, done a great job off start. Took a pretty persimmon, and uh, that was the break I needed. Yeah. I had a came there at the end to win. Just got lucky. Well, let's before we get started into your. Uh your world hunt run, which I want to talk about. Uh, let's talk about the original tank, uh, because I drew tank at the world hunt 
And mm-hmm. we'll never forget that one. Yeah, late round. That was quite a cast, oh, wasn't it? <laughs> I tell, I've always said on Wednesday and Thursday nights in the PKC World Hunt late round, they need to send a security guard. <laughs> and a police officer or something Uh but that's part of it we had a great cast of guys you know you look at me i got you i got scott engel and i got johnny hamilton we got a bunch of kundo we got a bunch of kundos it's a great cast yeah great cast but terrible judge we had a great cast (laughs) yeah But, but we had that's the way late rounds are i remember con's first late round was uh cold hard b uh, Jeff Stollard and shot through the world and Al Nunneman with nine. Yeah. You know, that's what it takes to get through uh, the late round of the world hunt. But I'm just, when we're talking about Sunday best, which I hate the name, I wish they'd have just named him tank. I don't know if you had anything to do with that or not, but um, that was, and I've always, I've drawn him a bunch of times when you ain't hunted him. Um, and Doug Hevner hunted him for a while, and, and I'm, I remember walking along with Jed and Shock whenever Tank beat him then at, down at Texas. But that was a really good coon dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, that dog I always enjoyed drawing, always enjoyed hunting against. He was real businesslike. He had his coons. But tell me about Tank first. Uh, oh, when, man, Tank. When did, you get, uh, when did you first get your hands on him, and when did you, did got- you think you knew you had something special? I got my hands on that dog when he was a baby. I've got him as a puppy. Off yep. of Kirk, now one of my good friends, uh, Kirk Wright's out of Ohio. Um, Kirk had the female, of course, and she was a flag-bred female. I hunted with her. Her name was Riverbend Rose. <clears throat> Coon dog, just a good one. And uh, told Kirk, you ever breed her, I want one. He just yep. so happened to breed a Zep 3. I got tank at picked him up Michigan Madness. Never forget it. And uh, right off the bat, Albert, it was me and Albert, me and Albert body. Yeah. And um, he had big old feet. And Albert, man, he's got tank. Just his feet are just tanks. And just, he's, his name's Tank. I said, yeah. okay, I really don't care what we name, but Albert was dead set on tank. I said, we'll call him tank. All right. Got him. And uh, he just, as a puppy, we started him. Um, when he was probably, I don't know, seven months old, we started. But before my philosophy, how I do things, I let my, all my pups run loose. This sucker could run. It, I always tell people, and people, eh, I don't really agree with that. But if they can run a rabbit, right? if a dog can run a rabbit, he can run a coon. And that sucker would run a rabbit through the god-awful stick that you've ever seen in your life and run them just to catch. Yeah. And do a great job doing it. And I knew that he, you know, it just, I, I could see the, the ability to track at just a young puppy age. And then we started hunting, of course, and started turning coons loose to him. Um, just took off, just all natural. Nothing yeah. that we did. Um, he just all natural. And we just put the time into him. And he went from there just, took i mean just i couldn't ask him to do no better um as he got older his tank got older he started he developed to where he you know all wipe out dogs most of them yeah. do of course run run junk and he done a very good job at it but his problem was he'd run it too he, he was so fast on the track he'd take himself out of the game he'd fall off on the coons but he was too far yeah he didn't just run them halfway he'd run them as hard as he could and took himself out of the game. But Tank was a very, the most, I'd say, he, you know, I'd say he, he was the most, my favorite dog that I've ever owned. I would have never sold him. Actually, that night that I drew you had a lot, probably majority of the reason why I did sell him because yeah. I thought I was going to get a vacation for a while. I had a lot of money thrown at me. We had a lot of money thrown at us. And um, the way it worked out, I sold him. Um, I actually sold him twice. Sold him to Ashley. Mm-hmm. Both times, Ashley got him first time. He wasn't working out for him. Bought him back, hunting for I think a year, and then sold him again. Yeah, but that was my big. I wish I'd never sold him because I mean it worked out. Everything happens for a reason, of course. But uh, I wish I never sold him. He 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 was a very special dog. He I, he was like a family member. And uh, but stuff happens, and you don't live with. I don't live with regret, and. Uh, it, there we are so i was wondering if that cast had a big 
reason as to why he sold him. And I felt, because, I mean, I got the letter from Roger Dale, and then I wrote the letter back, and, yeah, was it a bad cast? Yes. Uh, Did I think anybody needed Bard? No, I didn't think they did. And by the time I think that uh, you got unbarred, I mean, you wasn't going to get barred, I think Tank was already sold. And I always wondered, I was like, I wonder if that is why Joey sold Tank, because Mm -hmm. you guys, yeah, I figured it did. But you guys had such a connection as far as, when you seen Tank, you seen Joey Craver. When you seen mm. Tank, you seen Joey Craver, and he wasn't. Was he great? Um, yeah, amazing dog. Was he good yeah. with with Heath, and was he good with Yant? And yeah, he was good, but he just wasn't quite the same. You know what I yeah. mean? I always told Ashley, I said, "You bought the car, you didn't buy the keys." And I yeah. put Dustin Reed behind him, Cody Main, of course, behind him. Cody done good with him too. He yeah. won. He yeah. won a few yeah, hunts with him did. too. I remember. I remember. Yeah. It's just. It's. And then a lot of people think it's a sense of cockiness, maybe or something. It's not that. It's just how it was. I mean, he's like a kid. A kid grows up with in a home with a with a family. He's gonna be connected. And that yeah. dog grew up with us, and he was attached to us. And that's just how it works. I mean, that's that's just part of life. That's what happens. Dogs get connected to people like kids get connected to their parents. Yeah. And some don't. Some do. Some well work well with others. Some don't. I just it's just how it works. But. He just didn't. I didn't think he was to, to his full potential with other people. Maybe he was, maybe what? And that's my opinion. But you know, that's just how the ball rolls. on. it it worked out. I mean, the dog. I'm glad it worked out. Because I'm, I'm glad he worked out with him because I mean, he got bred to uh, to Cody's female, which produced yep. Tank too. So you know, I'm I don't complain. I'm I'm happy it happened. Everybody's happy, and here we are. Well. I know that, um, luckily, I got to beat him. When Yant had him, if Yant, I, f- I feel like, and I may be wrong, I don't know the dog was made as as well as you guys do, but I feel like if they'd have left him with Yant as he was getting older, because what was Tank when he was over at Yant's? He was seven, eight years old, six something years like old, something like that. I mean, he had some age on him. But I feel like Steve really would have done some more damage with him, and he didn't have anything to prove at that point. Uh, yeah. t- Tank had won plenty. Everybody knew what kind of dog he was. But I feel like if he'd have stayed at Yance just a little bit longer, uh, maybe he would have made done even some more damage. But like you said, you wouldn't even have got uh, – it's possible you wouldn't have got Tank too. Exactly. And Everything uh, happens for a reason, yeah. like I said. Yeah. It, so it worked out. Tell me about Tank too. When did you first get your hands on him? Tank too was – Let's see. So this is kind of a this is a long story, but I'm gonna shorten it up. No, you go ahead and make but, it uh, as long or short as you <laughs> want, Joey. We got all kinds of time. <laughs> September of 2022, around that, yeah, it's September 2022. Good friend of mine. Uh, I'm not a good friend. He's he's best friend, probably one one of my best friends. Yeah. Um, Daniel Scott down here in Eastern Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So Daniel. Um, he does a little swapping every once in a while, and uh, he knows a lot of people. Daniel gets this dog; it's off tank. And by then, I'd already had, of course, me and Albert had had nine or ten pups off the tank. I didn't like not one of them. Yeah, I had kind of given up on the, the pups. I'm not one of them guys with a sense of pride that just because I had a dog that I own and hunted, I had to have a pup out of him. I really right. don't care what it's out of. I just want a good one. I didn't like any of them, so I kind of. And just wrote it off. You know, at the time I was hunting um, a Willie dog for Patrick Birch, a good son of a gun. So I'm hunting him, and Daniel tells me that Daniel lives in a complete crap hole that's not good for nothing, <laughs> but it's it's not. It's on the Virginia line. <laughs> yeah. He did live there. It's good for nothing. And uh, he's telling me that this dog that he's got is just treating the crap out of coons. And when Daniel tells me it's doing something, it's doing something. You just don't take him. He's being Daniel. You might think he's crazy, but he's not crazy. He's yeah. telling me the truth. I'm sure. But it's kind of hard to believe because it is rough. When I say rough, it is mountains. It is Appalachia. It's right. straight up and down. Just very rough. There's no coons. And he's telling me this dog's string coon after coon after coon. He's going a mile. He's going this. He's doing that. I'm like, okay, whatever. I said, bring him down. 
bring him down here because we got a lot better hunting where I live. Right. We're about two hours north of him. A lot better hunting. He comes down, and I really, this is how serious I was. I had a good dog. Patrick, We I had a good dog. I was hunting for Patrick at the time, and yep. uh, I liked him well. And um, I didn't even go hunting with him. I didn't want to go that night. I really didn't care if I went with him or not, because that's just how interested. I just wasn't interested. You didn't, in going you didn't believe him, did you? No, I believed him, but it really just didn't. It didn't. He he didn't catch my eye. It did, yeah. Nothing that he was telling me. It just it's like yeah, okay, whatever. So he comes down, and it doesn't matter what night of the week. It doesn't matter when. Albert Ballard, of course, if people don't know, Albert Ballard is the guy that I hunt with every night. Yeah. Albert is disabled. Yeah. Albert will hunt seven nights a week. He can't walk to the dogs, but he will drive and he will pick you up. He will save you a lot of walking. Albert is one of the hardest hunters that doesn't walk to it. He, he hunt every single night. Yeah. So Daniel and Albert end up going. I don't even go. I go. I stay home. I'm sitting in bed. I'll never forget it. I'm sitting in bed. My phone is blowing up. Wakes me up. Albert does. One o'clock in the morning. I'll never forget it. I finally answer the call. You know, cause something could be wrong, mm-hmm. and uh, they might be stuck. I don't know. Albert is tore all to pieces. I'm like, what is wrong? Just slow down. If you don't buy this pup, you're crazy. This is the best thing since I've since I've seen Z. Because of course, me and Albert own Z, and he's he yep. is this thing is legit. Blah blah blah. Just going on and on and on and on. I'm like, slow down. What has he done? I'm half asleep, you know. Yeah. He's trade three singles in 30 minutes. You better call now. Find somebody or I'm buying him. This is just going <laughs> on and on. I'm like, okay, whatever. I, I hang up the phone. I wake up and I go to work and I try to come to my senses. And But when Albert does something like Albert never has, has ever done that. Albert knows 10, 10 times more than what I'll ever yeah. know. And Albert knows what he's talking about. When Albert says something like it, you better take it serious. And I took it very serious. He he knows. Yeah. And I didn't, Dan wanted a pretty substantial amount for him because Daniel, you know, he knew. But like I said before, I didn't take him serious. And uh, I couldn't afford him. And so I asked, at the time I was hunting for Patrick, and I asked Patrick, Patrick didn't want any more dogs. He'd already had enough. Mm-hmm. He, he had enough dogs at the time. So I call Mr. Brad, Brad Mitchell. Yep. And I tell Brad about the dog. Well, we'll go back two years. I've done the same thing with another dog. And I called at the time that me and I were owned. I needed help because I knew that this dog was going to be a big time winner. Right. I called Brad. I said, Brad, I got a dog. He's off of Z3. This thing's going to win. His name is Wipeout A to Z. Yeah. I said, Brad, I'm telling you, you need to buy this dog. I will give him to you at a discounted price. Buy him. Brad just wasn't 100% into it at the time. Right. And he passed on him. So I ended up selling him to Doug Hedner, all of him. Mm-hmm. So I called him again there and I said, Brad, got this dog. We done went down this road once. I have not been with the dog. I told for, him the story. For about folks, it. for folks that don't know, <laughs> uh, when you called Brad about Z, what did Z end up becoming? All time money winner. All the money, the highest money winner of all time. And so, yeah. when you call Brad the second time with Tank Two. Uh, he's probably listening to you a little differently he's than he was. He's taking me a little time. bit more serious. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. And I told Brad, I said, I've never been in the woods with a dog, Brad. Yeah. And But I told him, I said, I'm telling you, I'm this man's credentials are better than mine. Yeah. I said, he knows 10 times more than I know. I said, if this man says he is what he is, and if he's that caliber of Z, that's a tall statement. Mm-hmm. We just don't make it statements just to hear ourselves talk. He's that caliber, and he is that caliber. And long story short, Brad said, I'll mail you a check. <laughs> mail Daniel a check. Yeah. We bought the dog. The thing about Tank when we got him, Tank 2, when we got him, Tank hadn't been hunted. I, and, I, and I found this out as when we got him. 69, this dog's almost two years old. He hadn't been hunted maybe at the most 60 nights at a two-year-old yeah 
he just he got put on the back burner. Don't know the exact story, but Eric Bowen and hunting for Daniel a little bit there for like a month and be just very inexperienced. But the dog had a box full of snap on tools, but mm-hmm. didn't have them in the right place. Yeah. Just unbelievable when I got him. Just unbelievable what he could do, but unbelievable how inexperienced he was and how much polishing he needed. And that's what we done. We just took him. I hunted him all fall. Me and Albert did. <clears throat> hunted him all winter and just coon hunted. Just pleasure hunted. Killed coons after coon and just gutted him. Just give him all that we could. Just try to get him as experienced as, as we could. Worked on a few things here and there. But for the most part, it really wasn't a whole lot of work and it was just hunting. Yeah. And man, he just got better and better and better. Just how it just it was amazing how much the dog improved as we as we went on and here he is. Well, when we talk about tank two, uh, because I start seeing you showing up at the pro sport hunts and I start seeing you showing up at some pro classics. And you guys because I look at the cards uh joey i know who's what and i hear people talk and i keep my ear to the ground because you know that's the business that i'm in and they keep saying you know that's a good dog he's taking some bad breaks he's taking some bad breaks and you know he's not winning like he should uh tell me about that because those those dogs exist those dogs that have all that talent and Mm -hmm. you know they have the wherewithal and you know they have the heart and the ability but they just can't quite catch the brakes or can't quite put it together those dogs exist and some people give up on those dogs and Mm -hmm. and so tell me about tanks early early hunts and, and what you were seeing out of him just uh man um just couldn't buy a break with Trump's money. It just yeah. dog looked spectacular. Uh, Train Coons, I took him to a, it wasn't a big hunt, but just a pro classic that, uh, say $100 pro classic, I think, leave on or beat him. Dog comes mm-hmm. straight like five seconds after the hunt. So we got a coon to win. Um, took him to, uh, shoot the Rosemary's classic. Um, I got a coon to win. Going on handling, kitten coon decides they didn't want to stay there no more and jumps out right in front of me. Yeah. Runs right by the dog, runs right by the other cast members. Circled up, I lose. Beat John Strickland like a drum <laughs> with Market <laughs> Betty. Yeah. Beat him like a drum. Go down to him, go to handle my third coon. And uh, we're 100 yards from him. He shuts up for two minutes and five, ten seconds. I don't know what it was exactly. Goes right back to the train, got a coon to win. I don't know what happened. You don't shut up like that. Mm-hmm. I think he got a stick lodged in it. Had to. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, this stupid stuff. I mean, we're just walking to him, and he just shuts it off. Like yeah. you just sitting there, you know, hey, I'm going to quit barking two minutes, ten seconds, get mine. You ain't going to side to side. And just, just stupid stuff like it it just reoccurring one after another and uh it was getting old <laughs> yeah because i know and i'm it, it a lot of people think that you know in this game now it, you have a owner and a handler more mm-hmm. it, just 90 percent of the time yeah, very more often than owners not. yeah more and often owners. than not and it is so hard and there's a lot of pressure when a man invests a lot of money into you and your dog and you're trying to do, it's like a job because yeah. I feel now Brad doesn't make it feel like a job. Brad will take Brad's happy. We win or lose. Yeah. But I know he's not happy because he's like me. We want to win. We ain't going out there just to show up and get beaten. Okay. Well, we lost them. No big deal. No, it's not. We're going to win. Every time we go to home, we're going to win. Yeah. And uh, that's 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 competitive. That's competition. You know, I don't show up to a football game, or basketball game, and lose. I'm playing to win, trying to beat your butt. Yep. And uh, I got tired of really texting Brad and telling him, you know, well, this happened, all oh, this happened, this excuse after excuse. I'm not one of my excuses. It just, I, we were just bad luck. And I was trying to explain it to him, and you know, people, you kind of feel like your leash is short because you, everybody wants to win and. 
I'm telling him that he's this and that. Well, really, he must not be this now because he ain't winning. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's hard to keep a winner out. But finally, I and Brad, God bless him, had the patience with me. I mean, without his patience, we're not here because he Brad could have sold him a couple of times in that span yeah. there, and uh, he didn't. And we got offered, or he got offered some good money for him and turned it down. Brad was nice enough. Every time somebody offered a, a big lick, he called me first. What do you want to do? How many people do that? Not very Not many. many. Yeah. He asked me first. That says a lot about him. And I thank him for doing it because I said, Brad, every time he called me, been down this road before. So I ain't selling. I don't want to sell. I said, yeah. we're fine. We're going to win. I promise. Yeah, I was hoping we win. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God we, we finally did. But it, it just it worked out finally. I mean, it just and I, the dog has got all the dag gone. He's just he got it all, man. Yeah. Just and everything fell together at the World Hunt, of course. And this dog is going to continue to win. You're not going to keep him out. Almost nothing, bar nothing, gets happened to him. He's he's going to continue to win. He's just you can't keep a winner out. No. And, and it's, it's, that's how it is. So you know, and people don't understand. As a guy that's been in your situation, where you know, Jed gives me a dog, and I tell him this dog's ready to go, and I, she's great, or he's great, and I can do this and I can do that, and I'm telling you, take the chance. And then they pay that, you know, twenty five hundred dollars, sixty five hundred dollars, even three hundred dollar entry fee. There's a lot of pressure on that handler because you're right; they're mm-hmm. not just betting on your dog. Because yeah. sometimes these guys haven't even hunted with these dogs. Exactly, they're betting on you, and they're trusting I- your word. And guys like me and you, and a lot of these handlers, our word is important, and we don't want to come out looking like a liar, you know. But yeah. uh, to to have Brad, who's a good dog man himself, everybody knows who yeah, Brad Mitchell that. is and and what he is, and uh, to have Brad trust you, that's got to feel good. But I like you said, people probably don't understand that pressure uh, from the outside looking in, like we do. I understand the value of the dollar. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's guys out there to handle that really don't give a crap, and I know a lot of them do, but. Me myself, I understand the value of that dollar, whether it be yeah. twenty five hundred, sixty five hundred, or be thirty five dollars, three hundred dollars. I know what it takes to earn that thirty five dollars or that three hundred dollars. Yeah, I understand. It's not easy. Them, them dollars don't come easy, and I do not take it lightly. I take it very serious, and I'm very grateful for even having the chance somebody to say, "I don't care if it's still thirty dollar, hundred, three hundred, or sixty five. Well, I don't care. I take it all. I take it serious, and I'm." forever grateful whether it be him or anybody else that i be handling a dog for because man that, that dollar's hard to come by nowadays it's, yeah. they just don't some people make it look like they grow them on trees but they don't grow them on trees you work some way somehow for that dollar and uh it's i don't i take it very serious yeah and and you should because it's important yeah. i mean these yes. guys these guys are taking a big risk on us they're going right yeah and uh even though we think they got bajillion dollars or whatever and people from the outside looking in, you know, I don't care if you're a, a trillionaire or a thousandaire, $6,500 entry on a coon hunt is a big deal. You got <laughs> you know? a lot of money. Yeah. But you, you finally come out, you, you proved, uh, Brad's faith in you, right. And faith in the dog, right. And all that. Thank stuff. God. I've probably been fired. <laughs> Hey, we've all been there, but, you know, luckily we got good friends and good backers, and Brad's one of them. You make it to the final three, the final cast of the PKC World Hunt, and you've got, um, I'll tell you who, what dog really impressed me that didn't show out was the Wayland dog that Justin Simmons was handling in that final Mm -hmm. cast. And I'd hunted with Thumper, and I'm still I'm still on Jed because we had a chance to buy Thumper, and I begged him to buy him, and he didn't do it. But uh, a thump, a dog I've always liked in Thumper. Good enough Whitey blood in there for him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I told him, and you know how Jed gets. I ain't into any damn dog. You crazy? And I'm thinking, you know, I'm telling you, Finley, this dog's a good dog. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jed, to, Jed, to his credit, says, you know, we probably should have bought that dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you got Thumper in there. Ricky Osborne's handling him. Randy Lawson's hunt, or Randy Lawson owns him. But 
a really good dog. And you guys are in a, you know, I know Waylon took that bad break out of the truck, but you've got a really good cast of really good dogs. And Mm -hmm. not only did Tank show out, but uh, he made it interesting. He made it fun. And he showed who the best dog was that night. And how proud were you uh, when that final bell went off? Because, Joey, that's not what, that's not a feeling that many of us are ever going to know. Uh, I'll never feel it again, probably. Yeah. I mean, and when you, well, you know, I mean, that camera, I just kind of locked up, man. Yeah. I just like, I just wanted the freaking PKC world, <laughs> you know, something. Yeah. As a kid, you know, we we are playing around out here hunting, trying to acting like you know how kids do in in the backyard playing football, like we're in the Super Bowl. As yeah. we got older, we just in teenagers, we acting like we's in the PKC World Hunt Finals, we just yeah. you know, just jacking around and just it just unreal. Just it didn't like I said earlier, didn't it ain't set in yet really. Um, and it just when that that last five minutes was nervous because leading mm-hmm. up to the, all the bad breaks that I took months before that, that's what I was thinking. I, that was the only thing that was in my mind. Like that daggone thumper. Just yeah. when he gave that big locate cut. And I mine had come treated it there. You can't of course we can't hear it in the video. But yeah. and that's I went straight to Hensley and I said, You hear me? And he said he heard me. I said, okay. I said, if Thumper does what Thumper's fixing to do, I know he's fixing to do, I'm going to treat my dog. I said, I just yeah. want to make, I don't know how, how many times I asked him that, probably three or four. And he took, taking them Daytona 500 laps there. Yeah, and I was, you was. Man. And, but I just knew he was going to do it. And he did do it just a minute or two yeah. late. But uh, I just didn't want to go down a road that I didn't have to go down. I didn't want to have to walk three quarter of a mile into mine because of the stupid stuff that had happened before. And that I just didn't want to go down that road and thank God we didn't have to, but mine ended up having a coon, but still I, we did, I just didn't want to fool with it. And yeah. luckily it worked out with the go, go ahead and leading into that. I, I, I'm a listener. I, I listen to a lot of people and that's my dad never coon on it. My papa he did. He, he, he's who got me into the sport. So I, I, that's how I've learned a lot. I just listen, just listen to people talk. And I listened, I heard Ryan, uh, I think a lot of Ryan Carlson and mm-hmm. Ryan had, I'd heard him say that Thumper that earlier that night before we drew out Thumper, cause he drew Thumper, I think. Yeah. And he said, that's the dog to beat. And I remember him saying, I didn't forget that. And when we got that final cast, I, I figured, I said, this is the dog to beat. Ricky, Ricky scared me just looking at him. Ricky just intimidating. I was already intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky's just a, He's I, kind I of a scary dude. Y'all. You're right, Joe. Now that I think man. about it, he is. He's kind of a scary dude. But I don't, I never, if we walk into a gut slick percent, I'm going to try Ricky, I'm good. We can start with but i knew that that dog i just knew it was the dog to beat and i just had a feeling that he was yeah. I, to be honest with you i had a feeling that he was going to win um i had the utmost confidence in mine but just i, I felt like he was going to win if i didn't and um do you think a lot of that was because of the bad breaks you took in some of these big yeah, events? In the past? I, I, I didn't have much confidence going in, but I knew what I had. Yeah. I knew what I had. I just didn't have that mojo. And, uh, I just, uh, it's, you, you know, when you get rolling, it's a snowball effect. And sometimes you get rolling the sport and you roll downhill, you know, things start building up and, uh, that's what happened. And, uh, it all worked out for us and we didn't we didn't stop our downhill roll we kept rolling and nobody stopped us when i'm when i'm filming those final casts i can't help but put myself in the handler's spot and as you're pacing around in the last you know eight minutes of that cast and i heard thumper throw one bark with about a minute 45 left and i just and, and i just knew i knew that his next bark was going to be just like mm-hmm. that one, and then the bark after that he was going to be chopping. You daggone right, and I'm, yeah. I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah. And just 
I'll never forget that locate that he yes, threw. Just he threw a good off. one. He threw a good one. Wham! I'm like, wow. God, stop it. <laughs> and I, I was thinking the whole time, you know, because I, I can hear Tank, and and can I can, hear. I can hear the Wayland dog too. But you know, he don't. Yeah. He's out of it, and and Justin, to his credit, knew he didn't want to. He's trying to stay out of everybody's way the best he could. But uh, I'm thinking. Man, as soon as Thumper, because I'm worried about now, and I'm thinking in the handler's point of view, Ricky wait until there's one second left and tree and Thumper, or or whatever. You 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 get all these stuff going through your mind, you know. But yes. Thumper put a lot of pressure on you in that last minute and fifty seconds. <laughs> yes, he did, and just an incredible amount of pressure there, dude. Because I'm like, I'm just thinking, just don't do it. I don't know, yeah. but I, when he give it locate, I like you said, I just expect it to be. Here we go, yeah. roll it over. But thankful, thankfully, he didn't. Uh, it just and leading up to that midway through the cast, there when he got, I, I just knew I'm sitting there. Whenever he made that circle tree, mm-hmm. it, I don't think Wayland was stri- so striker was going to get back open, and yeah. I yeah. I told that guy, I said I got to do something, get this dag on. I got to get struck for a quarter. I said, we can't be doing this, Hunter, because I'm not going to get struck off the leap. You bet. Bumper was already – so I said, man, you know, I got to get this dog struck back in for a quarter before I recut mine and strikes open. And uh, that's when I held that dog. And he handled, you know, minutes working after I found my coon there. And I done hurt him. I said, I didn't even walk. I said, listen. I said, you're a dog. He had to strike in for a quarter. Yep. And then I started yep. a minute. And I just, because if not, you know, I'm screwed there. But uh, oh yeah, it it was a very it's good. It made for good TV. I mean, it, it, it was one of the more exciting <laughs> finals. Too it exciting. Was, I, yeah, I was, was definitely nervous. It was one of my most, uh, and I've been on a lot of final cast here in this last year, year and a half. Uh, holding the camera because I'm not good enough to be handling one like y'all, but <laughs> but uh, it was one of the most entertaining ones. And you get, I mean, it's a PKC World Championship, Joey. Uh, you get yep. the ring, you get the you get the title. Nobody can ever take it away from you. And you beat a couple really really good dogs to get there. And then you also get the invite to the Super Hunt. And I want to talk yep. about that for a second because we're excited to have you down there. Yeah, um, look forward to it. Yeah, we got you and we got we got Snooky's Cookie. And then here this weekend, uh, we're going to figure out it's probably going to be Lady uh, with John Strickland and uh, Randy Smith. Uh, that's probably going to be the Super Hunt down there in yep. Texas. And so uh, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, what, have you hunted with any of them other dogs to – kind of know what you're coming along or you just you're just not worried about tank he's gonna do what tank does i hunted against snooky or snooky cookie when i had old tank she was young then um during the fine no let's see yes final four the b-size pro hunt i don't know if it was the second i wanted b-size pro hunt two years in a row with tank and uh old tank and She was on the final cast. I believe it's the second time I won it with him. But um, of course, I, I picked her to win it whenever she won it. Uh, yep. Put her in can. She's gonna freaking annihilate you. Good. And I think I think it ought to be a rule too that when a dog, if a female wins, you know, UKC, PKC, well, they ought to be able, they have to breed each other. And, uh, <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> I need to make that a rule. So if they're ever if uh, they're ever looking for pups, Tank Two is available. Is what you're saying? <laughs> yes, my goodness gracious, she's a good. I mean, well, a good uh, lady. I don't know if I've hunted with lady. Of course, I've hunted with John um, countless times, but I don't think I've hunted with lady. Um, but of course, you know, she's a good. Yeah, John wouldn't be hunting if she wasn't a good. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, have you hunted tank uh, down in the south around them hogs and armadillos and no, all that I, stuff? I have not. We yeah. ain't been south of Tennessee. There's furthest we've been south. Um, I ain't worried about it. A lot of people say, yeah, okay. Yeah. You'll think it. We get down there and I ain't worried about it. He ain't yeah. going he, he ain't run no junk. I've had, I've turned him on deer and I think they say, oh, everybody, everybody says that they change once they get down there, but 
if I know my dog, I don't think I have no problems live too. You never know the dogs, but uh, right. we're gonna try to maybe get down a little bit early and uh, and see. We're going to Arkansas. Me and Brad are going hunt pleasure hunt some this winter. I don't think there's any hogs there, but when I need to put him somewhere with hogs, because yeah. we're planning on going some hunts in in the deeper south this uh this winter. So where are you going at in Arkansas? Uh, we're gonna go to the White River yeah. and. Uh, so we're going to go to some other places that Brad's got there. Well, you you let me know after this podcast, and I'll I'll hook you up with Aaron Crow, who's got some of the best hunting in Arkansas, and I yeah. promise you, he has hogs. <laughs> yeah, he has he has I, I he has flat he has flat woods and coons uh, that are full of hogs too. So you'll be able to know what tank's going to do around there whenever you get down there too. That'll be a big deal. I've had the dog tree like two possums, I think, when I yep. first got him. And then, but I've turned him on deer that I've seen him. We got all kinds of deer. And uh, turned him right on deer right in front of him just to see what he would, and he never has run. But, yep. and his daddy, shoot, he'd run him yep, to yep. catch. But he just doesn't do it. I don't mind it. A lot of people like it. They can fall off on him. I doesn't have to because he's so extremely fast. He doesn't have to get in there and run a deer and fall off on He's going to get in there and he's going to fall off on a coon. Just, he's just natural speed to him. And uh, so we'll see. Yeah. He runs him, he runs him. He don't, he don't. But he, he takes the correction very well. And uh, we'll work on him. If not, we'll. He seemed to we'll me like, he seemed to me like a real business-like, uh, business attitude. Uh, you turn me loose, I'm going to go tree coons and whatever mm-hmm. happens around me, no big deal. And that's what we're all looking for. Is that the kind of dog that he is, Joey? He is just yeah. unbelievable. Like pleasure hunting, night and day difference. Yeah. He, he's a great dog, pleasure hunting. But when you line him up, it's like he's like a basketball player, football player. You put a basketball player on the court by itself, it's not that competitive. You line him up with a group of guys and play a game. Just like group of dogs, son, he's just a different dog. I mean, he yeah. just tries his best to win. He has a competitive nature that you just can't inst- you can't instill that in them. They have to, has to be bred in them, and that I believe that comes from the wipeout. The wipeout dogs that I've had are just all competitive. They try to yep. win. They try to beat the other dog, and he is just super, super competitive, super smart. Just got an unbelievable handle. He could be tra- traded across the Mississippi River. I holler his name. He's coming to him. You don't have to tone him. You don't have to shock him. Just very, very intelligent. Um, I couldn't. I, just super good in the kennel. Just, he's just a big baby. Yeah. He's just unbelievable how well-mannered he is, too. Well, Joey, you and Brad, keep your hands on him till he dies old age. That's why I tell Brad I mind him every once a week. <laughs> all right, good. <laughs> they got a little, they got a little crazy like they all do, you know. Yeah, right. That's right. We want it, but Brad's good enough. At, I don't think. Hey, he, we can we I can don't. always make more money, but you can't make more dogs like that. No, you can't. They're hot, so hard to come by. They are They're super hard to come by. Yep, they are. But uh, Joey, we're looking. We're really looking forward to you guys coming down to Texas, and we're looking forward yeah. to uh, Snooky's Cookie, and we're looking forward to it looks like Lone Pine Lady, and uh, yeah. the Super Hunt's going to be a blast. We're going to treat you like gold, and yeah. I want to thank you for being on uh, this podcast. And first of all, con- most of all, congratulations! You're you're a PKC world champion, Joey Craig. You know, we, That's we, right. I'm going to be like Joe Manning. I'm Every time I call you, I'm just going to call you champ. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm on, we, we still got a little time, right? Yeah, go ahead, I'm buddy. I'll tell you a good story about Mr. Manning. And this is, and a lot of people don't know this. Joe does. Yep. But uh, a lot of people don't know it. But we've heard of guys winning multiple PKC World Hunts. Uh, Dave Luckett, he won two, whatever. Right. Right. Uh, dogs, I, I don't, it was a Duke dog. He of course won it twice yep. but uh so have you ever heard of a one in particular light winning a pkc world twice mm, not that i know Probably of not my light won pkc world twice <laughs> Joe won it with this dog so at the time joe I, this I, I don't have facebook now yep. and i seen joe post this light on facebook for sale and i said shoot 
That light want to be KC World Hunt. I think, why not? Was I that the, the light, light you were wearing? Because I bought the light. And Is it for sale? No, nah, I wouldn't take nothing <laughs> for it. Talk to Johnny White. Of course, I do Johnny on the, uh, yeah. on the early round there, and it's a razor light. Right. It's a damn good light. And uh, he's talking about the new light coming out, and I was like, man, I'd like to have one, another one for my boy. I said, I ain't getting rid of this thing. You know, I'll keep this thing till it burns out. <laughs> I would too. But that, that light one, two PKC World Hunt, I thought that was pretty cool. A lot of people don't know that. Well, I'll tell you what, something. Joe, if you ever decide to sell that light, you, you make sure I'm the first phone call. And I wouldn't take a farm in Georgia for <laughs> I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. Anybody wants to get stupid, I'll sell it. But uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's just a pretty cool story. That uh, That is a cool that, story. That I seen that on there for sale, and I'm like, I think that might help. So, <laughs> Well, Joe, well, Joe should have sold it. Maybe no, maybe Goose no. would have been in that final. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm glad you did so. Yeah. You know, and I, I want to say something else, too. And yeah. Without going in, you know, when we talk about bad breaks, you know, I went through a bad break. Every coon hunter's going to do it. And it doesn't matter if we're coon hunting or everyday life. It just, I went through a bad, a bad spell there, just losing, 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 losing. But when you sit there and you think about it, is it really a bad, it's not really bad breaks. It's just, you know, I wouldn't even consider it bad luck. This year I've had outside of there, one of the hardest years mm -hmm. that I've ever had in my life. August, Wednesday, <clears throat> Wednesday, August the 9th, it was a Wednesday. I had to experience one of the worst things that I, the ability the worst thing that I ever experienced in my life. I had to, I was on, on the phone with Daniel, the guy that had tank okay. that we bought tank from. I was on the phone with him and that night we were talking about our hunt and without going to all that, what happened, but Daniel's son, he was two years old. He accidentally got a hold of a gun and he shot himself and he died. And mm -hmm. I, I was on the phone with Daniel telling him about my dad going to hunt with tank. And I got to thinking, you know, after all that happened is really all that, you know, all them bad lucks about getting or bad breaks about getting beat. Are they really, is it bad luck or just another day? Yeah. And, I it, I don't let stuff like it bothered me then, but I don't. I have a different outlook on things now after all that happened, and it's it's really not bad luck. This is just everyday stuff. There's going to be another hunt. We're going to wake up. We're going to do it again tomorrow. So it's not really. Everybody gets tore up over they're losing and blah 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 and this and that. And get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. I it's just every. It's nothing. It's just petty. This is just little stuff, and there's so much bigger stuff outside of this and life that we have, that we need to worry about. And that going through that, unfortunately, taught me a lesson because that was one of my best friend one one the worst day of his life. Mm -hmm. Just a tragic thing, and I had to listen to it, and it just like God, you know, my goodness gracious, just awful. Off, it's just words can't describe it and I don't get tore up over stuff like that now I don't want to text Brad and say I lost but if you got beat you got you get beat yeah. we're going to wake up <laughs> we're going to go pleasure on the next night try to get better life goes on we still got tomorrow yep. and it's it's just I don't get tore up over stuff like that now I'm, and I was getting tore up. It got to me, but it won't ever get to me again because it's really not that serious. There's bigger things to uh, to worry about in life than getting bit at a coon hunt. So I just want to put that out there. I remember, uh, yeah, you know, a couple of weeks before I got to film you guys in there in the PKC World Finals, uh, the Super Stakes Finals was coming up, and I was in uh, with James Bassage, uh, who's you know, been around a long time and he's never won the super stakes and he's been real close a few times. He beat me in the semifinals one year. I remember with Colin and, uh, we get done with the hunt and James is, he's tore up like you are. You could tell he's excited. And then he just looks at the camera and goes, you know, I really just want to get home to my son. Amen. And, uh, yeah. We do have to remember, you're right, yeah. Joey, that there are more important things uh, than, mm -hmm. than this coon hunt and this loss or this win or whatever. Yep. And so I do believe that is an important message, and I'm glad you brought it up. 
Yeah, and I want to, because, man, that just, it hit me. Yeah. I mean, goodness, it just, nobody wants to experience that. And Daniel, of course, and it just, their whole family, just awful. And it just, it, it taught me, a, unfortunately, it taught me, a, I'd rather have not went through this lesson, but, but we did, it did happen. And it just, it, it put a shine a different light down on me. I mean, it just made me look at things a lot different. And, yeah. um, but it's, we live and we learn and I've learned a lot and it's, uh, it's just a awful circumstances, but, um, it did happen and we've all learned from it and life goes on, but there is bigger fish to fry other than yeah. worrying about stuff like that. And of course, you know, we all give our condolences to Daniel and yeah. his family and all that stuff. And we also give, uh, congratulations to you, Joey Craver, PKC Thanks. world champion. <laughs> did you get, your, did you get your ring? <laughs> yep. You got your ring. Are you going to wear it? Cause I mean, I'd probably wear that thing to bed. Uh, you know, I don't even, I'll be on, I, I don't even own, I don't even have the, the ring. I give it to Daniel. Really? I don't blame I you. That's Daniel. awesome. That's awesome. Because, you know, I, I felt like I had to give something back. You know, I, I yeah. wanted him there so bad, but he couldn't come. And uh, I said, man, I got to give you something. He, he, he wouldn't take it. And um, I, I want him to have something. That yeah. ring don't mean nothing. And of course, it means something to me. But I, I felt like I needed to do something for him. And I want him to have it. That's the least I could do. And uh, I give him I give him my ring because I didn't need it. I yeah. couldn't. He wouldn't even fit on, fit on my fat fingers. So <laughs> <laughs> he's got skinny fingers. So uh, and I know he won't wear, it, but I, I give it to him for that boy. Good. And I, I wanted him to have it for that boy. And uh, so yeah. Well, you make sure and tell Daniel congratulations from everybody here at uh, myself and everybody here at Joy Dog Food. And you know. We really appreciate you coming on here, Joey. It's been a fantastic podcast. We're really looking forward to you guys coming down to Texas and, and all the other competitors as well. I know we got uh, Justin and Cody. We're going to try to get them on the podcast as well as whoever wants to be on the podcast for Lady, whether it be You need to get Brad Mitchell on a podcast. I do. And I love, I'm, I like Brad. Brad's is, I, re, I still remember bringing Suds down, trying to get her bred to Zeb 3. And the first time I met Brad and everything, Brad's a really good dude and a really good uh, voice for the Coon Hunters, too. You, if you get Brad Mitchell on the podcast, though, you better go play the lottery. It probably won't happen. No. <laughs> I told him, I said, Brad. I'm going to work on him. You wait. Yeah, you just you just let me work on Brad, and I'll, I'll get him on here. I may I may sneak that sneak that stolen microphone, hidden microphone trick on him here before long, too. We, we never know. <laughs> Brad's got – I was talking about it today, and I was like, you know, I'm on, I, I need to call PKC. I want a couple extra copies of the magazine. Yeah. And, uh, He's like, yeah, I think I've been on like four or five covers. I'm like, yeah, bet I've been on like I had the bottom right hand corner one time because I want a better <laughs> yeah. showcase. My boy's been on more covers than I have. I don't want even to hear it from Brad. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you don't even know how many. Yeah. I know exactly how many covers yeah. I've been on. And he, like, I, and he's like, I think I've been on four or five. I think. Yeah. No, really. when you leave, when you quit, when you can't keep track, it's it's not even funny anymore. I'm like, dude. <laughs> Rub it in a little bit. There you go. Brad's good now. Brad's had Brad. Brad needs to. Brad he needs to talk. He's yep. on more goodens and I, I don't know. I mean, Lord of mercy. No, Brad's they, a, lot a good of dog. Man. Have had impact yep. on what we have now. Yeah. And you need to have him and Barry, him and Barry Kitty and uh, Cole. If you get all them together, man, that'd be a, that'd be a good. I'd listen to that one. You get yep. a lot of listening on that one. We're working on it. Joey Craver, we're we going to work on it. I got, I got some persuasion. I think I can get in there, and eventually before I die of old age, or Brad does, maybe we can get him on there. Yeah. Well, I hope you get him. <laughs> hey, Joey, I appreciate you being on here, buddy. And we're, we're looking thank you for Thank you for doing it. Yeah. it. It makes it better. Everybody, I heard somebody saying, giving you some crap the other day. About, I, of course, I don't have Facebook. I don't catch all the rip rap. But 
My goodness, it's just awesome. You kill it. If you don't, if they say you don't listen, they're lying. They listen. Yeah. It's awesome. It does nothing but good for the sport. I think it's awesome. I think you knock it out of the park. You're the man for the job. I mean, you just do a spectacular job. It's just awesome. Just unreal. Well, I appreciate you saying that, Joey. I know yes. we do catch some backlash, but I get a lot of positive uh, from the Kuna hey, community, and, and that's all we appreciate. You're doing something right. That's right. That's you're right. doing it right. All right, Joey. I appreciate you, buddy. I'm going to let you get back to your family, and then uh, we're going to catch up again uh, pre-super hunt, and we're going to let you, we're going to figure out how Tank's doing with them hogs. We're coming for them females. Yep. Strickland better get ready. Uh -huh. Cookie better. She better be ready. All right. We're gonna we're gonna get them ready. <laughs> we're gonna be on there. <laughs> but we ain't had it. We've we've only had one female in the super hunt and she won it. And so now yeah, we got we was, got two uh, against one this year. It was a Jenna. Yep, Tyler Compton and yep. Jenna won it last year. Bring them on. So all right, Joey. Appreciate you being on, buddy. Thank you, Josh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is PKC World Champion. Mr. Joey Craver, and this is the Fuel by Joy Working Dog Podcast.